Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor one thing that christians are definitely known for is their desire to convert people to their belief system if you've ever been curious about that maybe it's happened to you you found the right podcast we're going to talk about it today i'm mark dickey and i'm burt miller this is the why do christians podcast Hey, I'm Mark Dickey. Glad to be with you today. I host the afternoon show on the Bridge Radio Station. My co-host is Pastor Bert Miller from Solid Ground Church. Bert, how art thou today? Wow. In the King James, let me tell you, <laughs> Marky Graham Dickey, I'm doing great. <laughs> oh, that one. Okay, I'll take it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> Got some big shoes to fill. Well, time is on your side. <laughs> I think I think he, he was ninety nine when he died. Is that right? Or a hundred? He was up there. He he was. So you uh, know, maybe we should know this. Aunt. Get yeah. cracking. Yeah. There. Yeah. Well, Billy Graham's who we're referencing. You Billy Graham. Yeah. And uh, noted evangelist. Yeah. Yeah. Most Actually, famous ever. Probably. I yeah. mean, besides Jesus and sure. his apostles. Sure. Most famous American evangelist ever. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Billy Graham was responsible for even my, uh, uh, the founder of this station, Bill Sammons, the station I work for, mm-hmm. uh, he was at, uh, Explo 72, I think was the, the year. So 1972 went to, a uh, what was it? Uh, some bowl in Dallas, the something bowl, the conversion bowl, the conversion bowl. Okay. <laughs> No, I went to this big uh, Christian like festival kind of thing and heard a bunch of bands play, and uh, they invited him to uh, receive Jesus as his savior. So this this station is a uh, fruit of the ministry of Billy Graham. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, so it's weird that you called me Marky Graham. Well, you know, a little strange. Sure, okay. <laughs> we, we can only assume that it was Providence and some. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But it is, it's kind of funny how uh, the way I was raised to believe about my faith is uh, that my faith is my own thing. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's kind of the phrase I've heard a lot of people say that too. Oh, it's, that's that's just for me. I don't I don't tell other people about right. my faith. I don't, you know. And the Christian faith is all about sharing one hundred faith. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know societally or whatever you want to say there there are two things we don't talk about the dinner table right we don't talk about politics or politics we don't talk about religion you know i uh my son even uh, i was actually this morning before i left the house he was telling me about um he's got two friends at school who aren't christians who he's been trying to share his faith with and one of them had just finished reading the bible which i thought was amazing interesting yeah how old is your son Uh, my son is 12 yeah right i know and uh his other friend uh he said listen um, and his other friend has no background with church, Christian faith whatsoever. He goes, um, you know, God doesn't care about, you know, uh, the stuff that you're saying. And he said, he said, God doesn't want you to 
convert other people. What God wants is world peace, and he doesn't he doesn't care about your religion. He just cares about world peace. Um, and I think that comes out of this this uh, sort of outlook, which is keep your your beliefs to yourself as long as they don't hurt someone else. Is kind of the general uh, societal thing, and so in our culture faith sharing is very frowned upon because it feels like an infringement of someone else's autonomy and rights you know what that reminds me of the the phrase uh that is so popular today my truth yeah and how it's culturally accepted that we can all just believe what we want to believe right right. well it's that's what's called postmodernism, right it's the belief that truth is relative to me um, and you know, truth is basically like preferences and flavors of ice cream. There's my truth. There's your truth. In the same way, you might like chocolate, I might like vanilla. But as long as uh, you know what you believe doesn't hurt me or hurt someone else, you have every right to believe it. And it, and it's quote unquote true for you. And what's true for you might not be true for me. Which is, it sounds very liberating. I would argue it's madness. Um, because yeah. because the world doesn't work that way. Like if 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 you're looking at the sky and you say, "Well, it, it's it's red," and I say, "No, it's blue," only one of us can be right unless we redefine words, um, or we find out somebody's colorblind. Sure, yeah. The the point is, the sky still remains as an actual thing. You know, the, like the other maybe a better illustration would be, you know, and I've heard this. You know, okay, so you call him God, I call him uh, Buddha, and then they'll say. Um, a rose by any other name would still smell as sweet. And I, I, I get the thought there. The problem is there are different things that exist besides roses, right? So if I were to look at, I don't know, a pile of manure and call it a rose, um, it doesn't matter. What, like It's a completely different thing. It doesn't matter like, okay, well, it's a different name. Well, yes, it's a different name. And it's also a completely different thing. And that's the problem with saying, you know, all religions are basically the same. And, you know, we might be, you know, God might be, at the top of a mountain and we're taking different roads, but we'll ultimately get there. No, the religions claim completely different natures and completely different identities of the gods. It's, it's not just rule sets. It, it's very like the very nature of who and what God is that, that uh, are contradictions. Like the two can't be the same at the same time. Mm-hmm. So conversion, why, why do Christians try to convert people? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the short answer is love. As weird as that sounds, and maybe you know you're listening to this, and you're like, "These people, we mean love. Like they're they're rude. They, right, right. You know, like, um, but Christians believe historically um, that there is one way to heaven. Um, this is you know from the teaching of Jesus in John fourteen six, where he says, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me." Jesus would claim uh, exclusivity of salvation. So Christians believe because listen, all of us are, uh, we, there's life after death, right? And when a person dies, uh, if they are in relationship with Jesus, they will go to heaven. And if they do not, or if they don't believe in Jesus, if they've rejected him, um, they will spend an eternity apart from God in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and we very much don't want that for our loved ones, you know? Um, scripture for this would be, again, a teaching from Jesus who claimed to have come from heaven. He died, rose again. So I, you know, I would listen to what Jesus says about the other side because he seems to have pulled off death and resurrection. Right. Um, and so in Matthew 5, or 25, 46, he says, uh, then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. 
Um, and so the short answer is like, we love the people we are trying to convert because we want life for them. And, and, and that's eternal, but it's also in the present. We believe God is the author of life and we believe a life that's lived in relationship with him is just better. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because we're, you're talking about how we Christians convert people out of love yeah, and it can often start there. I'll never forget. I had a conversation with my mom about a family member who uh, is not a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I basically said to her, like, you know, that so-and-so is going to hell. Like, mm because they don't believe. And uh, we got into this big, big argument. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up losing the the love side of things, mm. trying to make this point. And uh, it's, it's a interesting fine line. Right. And I, <laughs> yeah. And, and some people, you know, what they'll, what they'll do is they'll say, like, I'm not going to share my faith because I don't want to do it badly. I don't want to communicate improperly. Um, I think many of us. I think it was a there's a there's a Bible scholar named Sam Storms. Um, he said a thing one time where he said many of us live by an unspoken commandment, which is he called it the eleventh commandment, making a joke, which is thou shalt not do what others have done poorly. Um, <laughs> and it's this whole you know thought that like a lot of people what they do is they they just go well I've seen this done badly so therefore I'm not going to do oh, anything. Man, um, and that, that's not right either. Like the the. You know, like if people have bad theology, the solution to bad theology is not no theology. It's good mm-hmm. theology. You know, if, if if people have shared their faith badly in the past, the solution is not to to never share your faith. The the solution is to do it more lovingly. Like it, like do it better. You know, it it makes me think of like you go to name a fast food restaurant, Chick Fil A. Okay, you go to Chick Fil A, and there's a 16 year old kid who's got a bad attitude. Okay. And you have a terrible experience at Chick-fil-A. Okay. It's never happened to me, but okay. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Paint out this hypothetical. And then also, guys, listen to our Why Do Christians Love Chick-fil-A episode to find mm-hmm. out why I'm so biased. Go on. <laughs> Go on. But you have a bad experience at this one restaurant with this one employee, and you write off the entire experience. Yeah. All, all Chick-fil-A's are bad. Right. And it's kind of the same thing with Christianity, because... Every single Christian you meet is the marketing director for this faith, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if or, one or Christian, to be, yes, yes. If one Christian doesn't do it right, it'll put a bad taste in your mouth for every other Christian right, for the rest right. of your life. Well, you know, you, by the way, you just sparked something. I want to make sure that we clarify um, the idea of like a you know, bad taste in your mouth. If, you know, I, I just stated something that Christians have believed as long as there has been Christianity, and that's the belief in eternal life or eternal. Uh, punishment mm-hmm. right and maybe you know as you're listening you hear that you see Bert, that's exactly the problem i have with christianity is that you think good people uh just because of what they believe go to hell mm. and i want to clarify something that no like in the christian worldview no one deserves to go to heaven first of all there there are no good people that every single one of us have sinned every single one of us apart from a saving act of god have disqualified ourselves from heaven there is no one good enough who through their own good works will enter eternal life. Yeah. Um, many of us, what we do is we, we gauge our lives by what we haven't done instead of what we have done. And so like the standard of, well, I, I'm good or so-and-so is good. You're basically, well, they've never killed anybody. 
okay, but but in the teachings of Jesus, the standard is elevated to an impossible height. You know, if 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 uh, we're looking at how God actually thinks, which is, hey, if you're you know if you're guilty of uh, harboring anger towards somebody in Jesus' teachings, you're guilty of murder. Mm. If you're guilty, you know, of lusting, you're guilty of adultery. And and so he takes it to a place like no one within their own good works, because this is how holy and sinless God is. Apart from a savior, there's no shot in that. And and according to the Bible, the only way a person is saved is by by what's being called justified or declared righteous by God through Jesus' death and resurrection. That Jesus died on the cross in our place. So he died like to suffer the punishment for your sins and mine, and he rose from the dead to give us new life, and that every person who believes in him will be saved. Salvation is not a works thing, it is a grace of God thing. Hmm. And so if you hear from me like a coldness with like, oh, this just happens to them, nothing can be further from the truth. My own actions, I'll put it on me, deserve hell. Hmm. And if God had not intervened on my behalf, that is where I would go when I die. But because I've received Christ, I have the hope of heaven forever, and you can have that as well. Hmm. I feel like I need to expound that even more you did it for yourself i'll do it for myself go if i didn't have jesus i would be going to hell yes yes end of story yes so please don't hear from us a fake moral or spiritual superiority like we recognize our need for god but we also say you have a need for god as well Mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with how many soup kitchens i volunteered at how many homeless people i've fed on the you know outside the walmart or any of that how many doors i've held open it's not because i have made myself better yeah but because i need jesus exactly oh and, and we're not discounting the great things you like hey you know you're helping out the homeless like, that's praise god for you that's great right but that will not get you into heaven the only thing according to jesus again we referenced this verse earlier john 14 6 the only way is jesus mm-hmm. um and that's because none come to the father except through him through yeah yeah and so the reason we share our faith with you is because we love you and we want you to be okay. <laughs> hey, Mark, do you like commercials? I do. Don't we all? Wouldn't it be great if we had a sponsor for this podcast? Mark, nothing would make me happier. Well, you could sponsor this podcast by contacting us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. You could be a hot dog stand. A, a cheese grater company. You could sell furniture. Or Wi-Fi. <laughs> Contact us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. I, I think that's it. I think we got it. A little while ago, I heard a video. There's um there's a famous he's a comedian. His name's uh, Penn Jillette. Uh He's from the 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 comedy duo Penn and Teller, mm. and uh, they're both noted atheists, like outspoken in their criticisms of faith, Christianity, what have you. And uh, Pendulette, he told a story of, you know, he had finished a show and uh, a guy came up to him who was a businessman and uh, just said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for you. Um, I've heard what you had to say. And he handed him a Bible and he said, you know, inside I wrote my, my, my name and my, and my phone number if you ever want to talk. Um, wow. I, yeah, I know. Right? Like, he, like he really sincerely cared about Penn. And, it, and I remember hearing Penn talk about this and thinking like, okay, he's going to just tear this guy apart. But actually, his response was completely different. And, and, and we have the audio clip. I thought maybe we could, we could just play it so that everybody could hear what, what Pendulette, uh noted atheist, uh, had to say about somebody trying to convert him. 
And I've always said, you know, that I, I don't respect people who don't proselytize. I don't respect that at all. If you believe that there's a heaven and hell and people could be going to hell or not getting eternal life or whatever, and you think that, uh, well, it's not really worth telling them this because it would make it socially awkward. And atheists who think that people shouldn't proselytize, just leave me alone, keep your religion to yourself. Uh, how much do you have to hate somebody to not proselytize? Oh. How much do you have to hate somebody to believe that everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? I mean, if I believed beyond a shadow of a doubt that a truck was coming at you and you didn't believe it, that truck was bearing down on you, there's a certain point where I tackle you. And this is more important than that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Can you, uh, so the word proselytize, is that, is it? Is yeah. That a, proselytize. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Convert. Try to convert oh, somebody okay. to your faith. Yeah. They would use a word I don't know how to use. Depends a smart guy. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not smart. That's not what I meant. Just like, yeah, it's a big word for any of us. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I love the illustration he did with the truck. Just yeah. Yeah. like, hey, that's here's it. this thing that's coming. Yeah. And the the whole jumping out of the way, like, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to save you from this thing that is coming at you. Yeah. And for everyone, it's... That's exactly what this is. Eternity. Yeah. 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 And and he goes on to say in that video, like we just played a clip of it, the, about a minute clip. The whole video is about five minutes long. Um, he goes on to say about the guy who tried to convert him. He says that that was a good man. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, everybody has that attitude or anything like that, but he has the core of why we do this completely right. That's exactly why we share our faith. Mm. And if you're interested in that clip, we're going to, it'll be in the show notes. I mean, you already heard the important part, but if right. you'd like to see a little bit more, we'll have that in the show notes. Uh, but so you said that's, that's one reason right. Christians try to convert people. What's the other reason? Um, the other one, <laughs> it's such a Sunday school answer, but I'm going to say it because uh, Jesus said to, like, <laughs> because Jesus, but that's true. Like Jesus, you know, the gospels are uniform in their teaching that Jesus physically died for us and he physically rose from the dead. Um, and the gospel of Matthew ends with a story where Jesus, after he rises from the dead, he gathers his disciples together on the side of a mountain and he gives them what we have come to call the Great Commission. And this is what he says in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. He says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Okay, so he's the he's king over all of it. And so what's what's the application of it? He says, therefore. And so here's the therefore. Remember, mm -hmm. reading the Bible, you see a therefore, you always want to ask what it's therefore. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's applying something. And so he says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And so the reason that Christians go out, they share their faith and they try to make other people disciples or other Christians, like teaching them to not just have a one-time profession, but a life with God um, is because of this command of Jesus, go and make disciples. In fact, um, like the, the the neat thing is that the in, in the Greek there it's um, which talks about like go and make disciples. That's the verb, and everything else is, is what's called a preposition, which means it's actually supporting what it means to make somebody a disciple, which is baptizing uh, and teaching uh, to obey. Um, like and so 
that's the big command, though. Go and make disciples of all nations. So, so the reason that we do that is because Jesus said. <laughs> well, that's a really simple second. <laughs> yeah. We spent a lot of time on that first point, the second reason. That's funny. Well, I think because the first one is the heart, and the second one is the application. Oh, well, there you go. That's good. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, so that's great and all. Like, all right, we should share our faith. Christians should share their faith, but... We are in a culture that is very anti-sharing faith, and uh-huh. it's, I mean, I feel like maybe at one point it was easier to share your faith, but maybe it's always been hard because you have to, you know, kind of gather up the courage right. to talk about something that's important to you. Right. That, that I mean, for me- With a person's my, eternity hanging in the balance. Right. right. My, my faith goes to my core, and when someone denies what I believe, it makes me- feel tiny okay and so i mean do you have some tips for how people can share their faith yeah actually um first of all i I would just say this that you're not alone in that feeling and i think most of us at times feel as though i don't know if unworthy is the word but maybe ill-equipped like you know i i don't i don't i don't i'm not a, a genius i'm not a scholar i don't have the ability to just shut down arguments or have all the answers And i think it's important to realize that um, you don't have to have all the answers to share your faith. And that is not, you know, I think it actually makes you seem less genuine if you do. Like if you're just, oh, I know all of it. Like, uh, but do you though? Um, and so I, I think if you're looking at this and going, well, I don't know, what about this? And what about that? Um, or, you know, you're talking with somebody, they go, well, okay, but I have this problem and that problem with what you're saying. Like, what do you think? I think it's okay for you to say, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to go look at it and I'll get back to you about it. Yeah. Like that's okay to do. Um, the Bible has this great passage I love, and I think sometimes it's overlooked, but it's such a good passage where it's in the book of First Peter. So Peter, who knew Jesus, Peter, who a lot of us, when we read the Gospels, he's our guy because he just he's bumbling around, and he, he's, just, he's just, I mean, Peter, in so many points, is us. But later on, after Jesus dies and rises, Peter writes this letter to a church, and in First Peter 3, uh, starting verse 15, he says this. I just think this is so good. He says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. And listen to this, Mark. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Ooh. Yep. Keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. In other words, be ready to share why you believe in Jesus but when you share that, do it with gentleness and respect to the person that you're talking to so that, you know, we live in a, in a culture that at all times is calling Christians hypocrites and only interested in them for converting them and to this and to that. And Peter goes, watch how you do things so that you don't give ammunition to that. So instead, they're going to look at you and go, man, you're different. I, we, we, may, we may disagree, but I can't question your authenticity right now. Wow. Um, and so if we're going to take Peter's lead for sharing our faith, he would say, revere Christ as Lord, meaning, okay, keep Jesus as the center of your life, like revere him as as your king, but also be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. I, I think the easiest thing and the best thing you can do for sharing your faith is know your own story. Like mm-hmm. be ready to just share, here's who I was before I was walking with the Lord. Here's who I am now. Here's what, or we can say, here's what the Lord has done in my life. Because people can debate a lot of things, but they can't debate your story. Hmm. And, and, and your story is a living 
testimony of the living God still working on the earth. And I know sometimes, like, you know, we look at our stories and we go, well, it's not as dramatic as so-and-so, right? Like, you know, unless I'm a former drug addict, Nazi biker, then <laughs> then my story isn't worth telling. Um, and I would tell you, if God did it, the story is worth telling. And so maybe your story is, you know, I grew up in church and I don't know, when I was in college, I just felt like things became real and they became my own. Okay, well, that's a work of the Holy Spirit. Um, there's nothing small about that. Like the scriptures are clear that you can't get saved by accident, but that's a work of God. And so I would say, just be ready and like, you know, go through it in your own mind, think through in your life. What has the Lord done so that when somebody asks you about your faith, you can tell them. I think that's the single best, most effective evangelistic tool that most of us have. Here's who I was. This is what God has done for me. Hmm. What would you say about the person who, for lack of a better term, is looking for fights? Mm-hmm. Like the kind of person who is seeking out these difficult conversations, trying to share their faith, and just, let's say, a debater, someone who really loves to debate their faith and uh, probably walks the line of that gentleness and respect that Peter was talking about. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, there's this thing where Jesus says, don't cast your pearls before swine. Um, meaning, Whew. meaning like there's, there, there are conversations that are good to be had because there's fruit in them and there's others that aren't. Um, there's, there's a passage in Proverbs 26 where it says, uh, answer a fool according to his own folly and, and he will be wise in his own eyes. Meaning like, you know, if you're just sort of engaging the waste of time with the person, they're going to feel as though they're very smart, but it's folly, like it's a waste of time. Mm. Um, now, I, I want to be careful because what I don't want to say is never share with somebody like that. You know, I, I'm of the opinion that the Holy Spirit leads and speaks to believers today. And so, I, you know, within my camp, I would say, listen for the leading of the Holy Spirit. There may be times where all right, it's not best to engage the person on it, and there might be other times where... You've got the relationship, and you can just say, hey, listen, you know, I know for you, I'm not sure you even care. Maybe you're just looking for a fight, but I care about you enough that I want you to know why I believe what I believe, and you can do with that what you will. Um, so there's no one answer to that other than um, if a person has a pattern of just disagreeing for the sake of disagreeing, I don't know that there's fruit to be had in that, but at the same time, I believe God loves that person so I can't say never share with them. Right. And what about the opposite? What about the Christian who is just like looking for like for ammo? Yeah. To yeah. Where are you asking like how to debate with other Christians? I'm not, I'm not quite sure I understand. If there's a Christian who loves to debate with non Christians, yeah, and and in that kind of arena can lose the gentleness and respect. Well, it doesn't have to. I, I mean, you know, I, there's there's a, a school of ministry called apologetics, which doesn't mean like apologizing for things. It comes from the word apology or apologia, which means a defense of or like an explaining of. Mm. And so apologetics, what they do is they go through the reasons for the Christian faith. Here's historical evidence. Here's understanding of the Bible. Here's this, here's that um, in a very rational way. Um, I think there's something for that. I, you know, I've heard stories of people being... Uh, converted through those kinds of ministries. But I've also hmm. seen 
uh, apologists, you know, people who practice apologetics, do do it in a way that's very loving and and, and gentle and respectful for those with whom they, they disagree. Um, so I don't think it always has to be a you know if, if there's a debate, there's no fruit in that. But yeah, I mean, because we're fallen, sinful human beings, any of us can you know you catch us on the wrong day, and maybe we snap in a way that we shouldn't, or we're short with somebody. Um, it's just going to come down to what's happening in that moment. Yeah. I, I've heard that there's a quote that floats around every once in a while that no one was ever argued into the kingdom of God. And I, that's, and that's I like an know. absolute, like, you know, maybe there was one person who lost an argument and realized, Oh, you know what? I believe in God now. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, maybe not in that moment, but maybe after many of those conversations, the person did, you know, I'm thinking about, um, the, the famous relationship between C.S. Lewis and, and J.R.R. Tolkien, right? Where mm. um, two brilliant men, Lewis at, uh, for a time was an atheist and uh, Tolkien a uh, Christian and he would, you know, debate with him. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how many hours, but but many. And uh, there comes a story where what happens is uh, Lewis, uh, he talks about how just one day as he was riding with his brother, if I remember right, I think to the zoo, he just said, you know, when I left the house, I wasn't a Christian, and when I got there, I was, <laughs> you know, um, and it wasn't a dramatic moment. Just at one point, everything that he had heard just clicked. Huh. Um, and so, and that's something else I think that's important to realize when it comes to um, what's called evangelism, like the furthering of the Christian faith, sharing the Christian faith. Um, it might not be a one-time conversation, and it might not be that, that you're the person who is with the person you've been sharing faith with at the moment of conversion. I've, I've had those Stories where you know, I'm thinking of one guy who I shared my faith with for years, and I can remember having like, very, very uh, point blank conversations in, in the kitchen. Like, look, man, like you don't, you're not, not to be in a threatening way, but um, you need to make a decision, you know. And uh, he would just dodge it. And then one day I get a phone call from him, and he's like, "Hey, I was working with another guy uh, installing a deck, and the other guy uh, shared his faith with me, and I prayed to receive Jesus." Nice. Yeah, and, and praise God for that, because because you know I believe no one is saved by accident. I believe that all of that's a work of God, and so okay, I played my part in that, and maybe you'll play your part in in somebody else's story, and God will you know bring it to fruition through someone else's mouth. But let's be clear, it's it's God who does it, mm-hmm. um, and and the re- the response as as long as I think we're we're being uh you know sharing our faith in, in the way that Peter recommends us with, with gentleness, respect, and, and uh, integrity, I, I don't think we can do wrong there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, one of the Christianese terms would be uh, planting seeds. Yeah. And so one Christian might plant the seeds by having conversations with somebody, but yeah. a different Christian waters them. That's that's the beginning of First Corinthians. When, that's, that's, that's Paul, right? Yeah. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you might share your faith with a friend or a family member or a coworker, and it never goes anywhere. Yeah. But you might find out weeks, years down the road that it was you uh, having the gentleness, having the integrity that ultimately led them to coming to know the Lord. So, well, if you have any questions about christianity christian culture we would love to do an episode all about your question email those questions to podcast at wearethebridge.org and if you like the show be sure to share it with somebody because uh if i mean 
If it's helping you, it can help somebody else. <laughs> we're talking about sharing. Hey! <laughs> That's funny. But for real, share it. Maybe give it a rating if you're listening on uh, Apple or Spotify. I don't know how Spotify works. I really don't know. I listen to <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Okay. I, I think we're on there. Yeah. Are we on there? No, we're on there. I okay. just don't know how it works. If okay. there's like a rating or a comment thing yeah. or... Spotify us. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. Give us a super poke. Yeah. Remember that from Facebook? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it took me back. Okay. Either way, wherever you listen to this podcast, be sure to let us know and, and give us a, a rating. You could be honest, but we we hope it's whatever the best type of rating it is. Okay. Okay. And share the podcast with a friend. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening. 